Hallelujah. That there's a press. And when there's a press, there's a blessing at the end of your press. Amen. And so I thank God, amen, for uh, what he's doing. And so we've been talking for the last couple of weeks, amen. We've been talking about the uh, out of the book of Exodus, and we've been talking about out, amen, O-U-T. And we said in there, just kind of a quick recap, we talked about O-U-T, over, under, and through. And so we understand that God gave us the illustration as we talked about out, about the fish hook, and we talked about how the enemy kept, seemed to have gained access into our lives and we are constantly being pulled to and fro, whether it's in our emotions, whether it's uh, our fears, whether it's in our self-esteem, whether it's our struggles. But the enemy had seemed to have gained a hook in our life and caused us to go wherever he wants us to go. And so we know that as a result of that, God said that's not to be so. As a matter of fact, anytime you're dealing with a fish and a hook, as we just kind of recapping, uh, the one thing about it is uh, you can do one or two things when it comes down to breaking the line. You can eat as a fish. If there's a hook in your life, either you can run to the reel runs out. Amen. And it longer has a string and it becomes a breaking in your life. And I believe that even today, as we chase after Jesus, uh, this hook that may seem to have snare in your life, your children life, in your marriage, in your ministry, in your finances, in your health. As we chase after Jesus, there's a breaking that takes place in our life. And so that's why there's a sense of urgency. So I can't get tired or get weary in what doing because it's a tactic of the enemy and as long as you get tired then the enemy if he got a hook in your life he can wheel you right on in and but say God said no when you chase after me the enemy matter of fact I'll cause there to be a break in your life and so last week we talk about the breaking that's taking place another aspect of, uh, uh, of, of breaking of the hook is when you outgrow and so sometimes there can be a hook in your life and then, and then you, 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 uh, if you're a small fish, the hook can uh, sustain you. But when God calls there to be a growth in your life, when you, that, that hook can no longer keep you tied down. And so I believe that God in this season is calling another level of growth in our lives. No longer shall we wander around in a wilderness place or be ignorant to the vices of Satan. And so that's another thing we talked about last week as we went and dug in into the book of Exodus and, and God began to lay out in the blueprint how the enemy uh, I, I know I'm talking a little fast y'all gotta tell me slow down now you, I'm excited and so and so and so and so God began to talk to us about the tactics of the enemy how the taskmaster came into place and set systems in place to, in order to keep us trapped in order to keep us limited and with every stronghold there's a system and with every stronghold in your life there's an, a trigger that calls there to be a reaction to the enemy and an example God gave last week was when we talked about when, when if you're dealing with a spirit of loneliness on Friday night it seems to be your trigger night and so every time that is then there's a system and the system is I feel lonely which is a legit feeling but then you start going to illegitimate means to fulfill this feeling and so what happens is the enemy set this systems in place and then all of a sudden you got a phone number and then you go you you chasing out the people that you know don't mean you no good and then now you talking about all oh, you start compromising with the enemy oh it's okay if I sit down and watch a movie and then next thing you know you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing and you saying how did I get here it's all the work of the system that the enemy set in place and so God said I don't want to leave you ignorant no longer to that device of Satan no longer can that enemy have access in your life that's just one example you may be dealing with the spirit of, 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 of tobacco or smoking 
And every time you get stressful, you find yourself going back. You may not have been smoking a, 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 a cigarette a day, but now you're down to one cigarette a month. And you say, well, you know, I'm not as bad as I used to be. And that's the mind of the Egyptians uh, or the Egypt mindset that, you know, I'm fruitful a little bit in the land, but it is not all that God has ordained for our lives. So it becomes important that we understand we can start taking on personalities based on the environment and we'll make excuses for why we're where we at. This is the way I used to be. This is the way I've always been. My mom has been this way. This is the way that God made me, but God said that is not so. You may have gotten a little fruit in your life, but God said, no, that's, I, I didn't call you out for you to still be stuck in Egypt. As a matter of fact, I called you beyond that. And what I've called you to is, is not just to be a fruit bush, but to be a, a complete vineyard of fruit where you're reproducing yourself. And so God began to lay out this foundation that we understand. So when God spoke to Egypt, he said, listen, I know you're fruitful, but I called you to a place that's flowing with milk and honey. And this is not something that we have to get once we get to heaven. God said, you shall have it now upon the earth and so many times we as believers sell ourselves short based on systems that the enemy set in place and then we only get so far in the kingdom of God but God said I've called there to be a more in your life and the only way you can get to more is you got to come out and the only way you can come out is you got to be transparent when it comes down to the power of deliverance and being completely free because there is, uh, there is a, a, a complete free. And so a lot of times we say, no, you can't be, you know, you, we all got something that, uh, yeah, we all do. But I'm telling you, that is not an excuse for us to stay in a state of Egypt. Y'all with me? And so we talked about that. I'm just trying to do a, a quick recap, a recap for those that may have missed it last week because I believe that all this is important as we move forward. And so another thing that we talked about, this was all in Exodus chapter 1. Okay, so we talked about Exodus chapter 1 and then we talked about how God spared Moses out of Egypt. And then you wonder why we talked about the why. You remember that when we talked about why? Why did God, why did you allow me to make it out? Why did you allow me to, uh, to, to, to be the only one that saved? Why did you allow my marriage to, to, to make it when everybody else's marriage broke up? Why did you allow me to keep my job when everybody else got fired? Why did you allow me to come out? And God said, I called you out for a reason. I didn't call you out for you to sit in a place of Midian and be comfortable, but I called you out because I called you because there's a people that is assigned to eat. Each and every one of us and so I want to say this to you that we need to understand so as God is calling us out the urgency of coming out there is a people that we are all assigned to we, we all have accountability for there is a people that you are assigned to my wife and I were just talking this uh, yesterday we were talking and God gave her this awesome revelation can I share it Okay, if you would have said no, I would have still shared it. And I, I'm just kidding. And so God gave her this awesome revelation. It blew my mind. And so she, she would, uh, God began to reveal to her that how God, how different did the 12 disciples were. They were all different. They had all different types of personality. They came from different backgrounds. But you wonder why God chose them and he didn't choose them all the same. But when, but when if we look at it, when Jesus left, all 12 had special assignments. They had all different people that they had to reach. And so we all come from different walks of life. We all come from different backgrounds. And God said, we all have people that we have to reach. But we can't reach them if we still in. We have to 
come out. Another thing that I was reminded of as I, as I just kind of do a quick backdrop and we're going to dive in because I believe that God's got a, 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 another level of the word as we go forward. And so I was thinking and I heard a man of God say this and it, it really baffled me. Just just listen to this. And so so many times we as a church, I think we have adopted the personality. We've always told people to come. Come. We, we always we always wanted people to come to the church, you know, come. Come, come see, right? But if you really think about it, the commission was what? And, and so, and so what, we, what, what, we, what we've done is, if you look at this generation, this generation is not necessarily coming. But that doesn't mean that God don't want to touch that generation. And so God said, I need us to. And so as long as we stay in these walls, we can never get to the commission that called, God called us to, which is a go commission, not a come commission. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so I believe that God has already, uh, uh, already been speaking to Apostle about it. And I believe that we are, we are shifting from a defensive posture to an offensive posture, just as uh, 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 Moses was. Moses wasn't sitting on the backside of Midian when God called him. God, uh, Moses, God told Moses, I need you to go back to Egypt, offensive now, to go there and declare what I said until Pharaoh. And so we had to go back. And so I believe that God even already had began to lay that blueprint out to Apostle because because normally on the radio stations we would we would we would we would only broadcast to the saved folks. But God said, no, 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 no. That strategy is not what the, is, is not what I'm trying to do now in this season. So I'm causing you to now go to other stations. Y'all with me? And so it becomes important as God is calling us out that when we called out, we're not called out to sit on the backside and be happy and talk about how many houses we got, how many cars we got, how many jobs. As a matter of fact, we grew up in the Egypt system. And so we know the Egyptian system or the system of the world better than our family who's stuck in the world or stuck in Egypt. And so God said, I delivered you out because I'm sending you back. Y'all with me? Everybody with me? So I needed us to understand that it's from a foundational standpoint. Okay, now, are there any questions concerning that? So we're talking about breaking the spirit of the taskmaster. And so the taskmaster is one that tries to afflict us and have us doing everything to build the kingdom of darkness versus building the kingdom of light. And so we have all kind of false, false burdens on our lives. Job, careers, what people think our past, relationships, uh, all these things, false burdens that are placed on our, that prohibits our worship. And so when we talk about Egypt, anything in your life that prohibits you from worshiping our king, God said we got to deal with it. That's why God had to send Moses back. And the first thing Moses told Pharaoh was, let my people go so they can go do what? Worship. So if there's anything in your life that prohibits you from worshiping God, as a matter of fact, that thing that pops in your head, just when it seems like you're about to get a breakthrough, just when it seems like you're about to step out on faith, and that thing is reminded in your head to say, nope, you can't do it because you did this or you did that. That becomes a hook. And then that's the thing that God said, nope, that's the thing that's still in, in, in Egypt. You know, so when we talk about, well, God, we want you to bless our finance, but we ain't paid tithes. You're still in Egypt. God, I want you to heal my body, <laughs> but I still want to eat any kind of way. I, I, I got an Egypt mentality because 
You with me? God, I, I, I want you to deliver me from pornography, but I think I can watch anything on TV. <laughs> God, I want, you to, I want you to heal my marriage, but, 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 but we ain't never communicating. That's the Egypt mentality. And so we, we, will, we will have a mentality where we allow uh, uh, the, the Egypt to dictate how we worship God. So anything in our lives that prohibit us from worshiping God, that becomes ground for possibly Egypt. Or the world mentality. Okay, let's go ahead and dig in. All right, now, if you look on your paper, because I know you already have, if you look at Exodus, we're going to jump right down here to Exodus chapter 4. Is there any comments, questions? Okay. Shake your neighbor. Make sure they ain't sleep. That's another Egypt mentality. You get in the house of God, you can be sitting anywhere. As soon as you get in God's house and you're trying to do things that are going to grow you spiritually, you'll start falling asleep. Y'all, I need you to be real. And so what happens is we got to fight. Because you, I, if, if I put you in front of a ball game, you'll be at the same time. Y'all understand about the, the spiritual side. And so you like, no, no, I got to shake this flesh. Flesh, you ain't going to dictate. Matter of fact, I'm not going to allow my flesh to lead me any longer. So that's a made up mind that we have to have when we coming into the house of God. Because it's all about coming out. Amen. Now, so. As we dig deeper, we understand that God then called Moses and told Moses, I need you to now go after he called him. Y'all with me? And so Moses were good with God coming down himself and saying, I see the suffering of my people. But Moses kind of got hung up when God says, yep, I, I, I know you see the suffering. I know you know I see the suffering of my people, but God, uh, I come down personally to deliver my people, but I'm sending you. And so whenever it involves us having to go, that's when we have issues. So we'll say, God, we'll pray for you. <laughs> God, we're going to pray for them people in Egypt. We, we hope that's the easiest way to do it because we're sitting on the backside of Midian. And we can pray for them and, God say, and we say, yep, God, they got issues out there. They got issues out there and we're going to pray for them. But God said, yep, that's good, but that's not good enough. I need you to go now. As a matter of fact, many of your family, you've been praying for them, but God said, no, it's a deeper level I got to take you to because, because that, prayer, that, that amount of prayer is not getting the level of breakthrough that I need to happen in your, in your life or your family life. You with me? And so here it is in Exodus chapter 4. I got to speed up now just a little bit. Okay. Exodus chapter 4, verse 2. I'm going to read it. And the Lord said to Moses, what is in your hand? And he said, a rod. And God told him to cast it down and pick it up. You guys know the story, right? And it became a serpent and et cetera, et cetera. I want you to kind of go down to now. So he, he proved it a few times. And he says, hold on, I got to find it. Because my iPad is not here. Verse 10. And Moses then start making excuses. And so this is what I do know. Is that as long as we stay in the church, we'll shout real good. And we, we, we are super saints in the church. All of us, right? We, we are invincible. But then when it's time to walk out, we got excuses. As a matter of fact, the people even in Egypt had excuses for why they wanted to stay. 
And so it's important that we understand as God is saying, come out and he's sending you to go, that you got to identify what's your excuse? What's your excuse? Everybody got one. As a matter of fact, an excuse is in most time is very valid. Moses excuse was very valid. Moses had a stuttering problem. And so he said, God, I, I know you're working on some things in my hand and you showed me some mighty things in the house of the Lord. But when it's time for me to get out there, I got an excuse. <laughs> I know I wasn't going to get too many amens right there, but I tell you what. So God said, no more excuses. As a matter of fact, it's okay to have an excuse, but I appreciate Moses bringing up his excuse before God. Because he brought it up before the right person. Many times we'll bring up excuses on why. I don't know why they like that. I don't know. And we'll talk to everybody else about it. But God, I don't know why. I don't know why I can't. I don't know why I can't do this. I don't know why I can't do that. But there's an excuse for everything. And we'll talk to everybody else but God. But God said, no more excuses. When you come to me, bring your excuse. Matter of fact, bring it. And God said, I got a solution for it. Y'all with me? And so Moses had to deal with his excuse. What's your excuse to stay where you at? They hurt me. It happened when I was really young. And many times, thank you, Holy Ghost. Many times, this is what happens. The excuse becomes a valid emotion. But what we do, we'll hold it. We'll hold it and it'll limit us from being completely delivered. And so or we'll hold it and where it limits us from, from, from completely doing what God tells us to do. So we'll say the excuse is I'm angry because they did me wrong, God. And a matter of fact, it's true. They did you wrong. They, 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 they betrayed you. And, and you can't believe them. You can't believe Judas did that. You can't believe that they backstabbed you. You know, I was, I was really there for her. And all the time I was there for her and, and, and I listened to her and, and she complained and I gave her advice. And then I turned around and she backstabbed me. And so you got an excuse on why not to reach. I know I wasn't going to get too many amens right there, but I'm telling you the truth. And so then you'll have a valid excuse and then you'll hold on and then that becomes your reason to sit where you at. God said, nope, I can't have that happen in your life no more. So you got to recognize this thing in your life. And you say, you know what, God, I got to get past the excuses. And so you got to bring it to God. That's one. All right. Now, as we're dealing with the excuses, I want to kind of point out this. As God began to deal with Moses about the excuses, God began to reveal to him that there are other partners that I have assigned to this mission with you. Many times we try to go and do things on our own and we think that we're the only one that God has sent to do it. And I thank God for Aaron because there was somebody else that can hear from God. As a matter of fact, if you look in the scriptures, the Bible, the Bible said that Aaron, God has spoken to Aaron also to meet Moses in order to partner with this. I'm telling you, there are some people that are there to partner with you. If you just begin to go to God and begin to pray to God and God call, call out some things that God, God begin to reveal to you. There are some partners that are assigned to help you carry out the assignment on your life. Stop trying to do it alone. As a matter of fact, Jesus recognized it. When he sent out his disciple, he said, I can't send you out to the world to do it by yourself. I need to send you out there two by two because I know that if one of you out there, if one is overtaken then the two the second one can recover you Amen. so you need to go two by two stop trying to operate on your own that's another stronghold of the enemy that he tries to do he tries to have you sit on the island by yourself with your excuses 
And you never get to where God wants you to be because you have an excuse. But there's something about somebody that has an accountability partner that say, listen, you better than that. As a matter of fact, God called me alone. And, uh, and where you stuck at is not the excuse to stay there. We got to get up because we got an assignment. We got an assignment. And so it becomes important that we understand that. Exodus chapter 5, we gonna, I'm, I'm just going to kind of skim through some of this because I got I to gotta get to the, this other part that God really wants us to focus on. Not that he don't want us to focus on this too. This is good too. Okay, the next one is Mission Impossible. I named it Mission Impossible. So Exodus chapter 5 begins to lay out this right here. Moses did what God told him to do. <laughs> him and Aaron. And they went. And they went in the power of the Holy Ghost. I say the Holy Ghost, but y'all know what I mean. They went in the power of God. And they went to Pharaoh and demanded, God said, let my people go. But he didn't. So what happens when we go do what God tells us to do and change don't happen right then? Have we ever... Saying, God, I know you told me to do this. And I know you put me on this, whatever the, whatever the assignment is. And, and you go. And, and, and you did what God said to do. And nothing changed. <laughs> we, we, now, now we're talking about another level of maturity. Because if, if Moses would not have heard from God, he could... As a matter of fact, if you look at the end of, of, of chapter 5, Moses went back to God upset. How many times have we went back to God upset because we did what God told us to do? We left where God said leave, and it don't seem like the breakthrough that God promised happened right then. I prayed for my child like you told me to pray for them, and it seemed like they got sicker. Uh, I know we don't want to talk about stuff, but it seemed like things got worse. Uh, I prayed for them and they were in the world and they, and they were on drugs and I prayed for them. But it seemed like things got worse before they got. And so a lot of times we'll give up right here. This is where we give up at right here because we don't see the breakthrough. We, and so as God is calling us to go to go. We need to understand that we're going to be facing some things that may not easily come out. We may not get an immediate response. Doesn't mean that God ain't in charge. Doesn't mean that God is not in control. But if we, if, if, if we allow the response of the world to dictate the call of God, we'll miss out every time. And many of us are frustrated at this state because... I pray for my husband. I pray for my wife. And it seems like things got worse before they got better. Come on. And so Moses had to go to God. And he began to call out to God. I pray for my child. I pray for my finances. They got worse. I got laid off. Is it? So sometimes we think that every time, every, every time we're on God's side, nothing bad or nothing hard ever happens to us. And we think that every time we go to God, just like an ATM machine, we go there punching a button, boom, 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 boom. We know, and we think we're gonna get a deposit. And we like, okay, I, I thought I thought you was gonna give me some 
some money back. But God said, no, it's, it's not that. It's not a Burger King. You're not going to have it your way every time. It doesn't mean that you're not a believer. It doesn't mean that God ain't called you. It means that God said, no, there's a greater calling that I'm trying to do. Then it's amazing that God can work on you and somebody else at the same time. You can be going through something and not have an idea that God is working on you and somebody else all the way over here. And if you give up over here, you're going to mess up your blessing. And in many cases, you'll mess up the blessing of somebody else over here. Give an example, Peter. God working on Peter. And so after, after, after uh, uh, Peter uh, was uh, 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 up in the upper room, he had a prejudice pro- problem. And, and he didn't believe that God can work with the Gentiles. And so God had to visit Peter in a dream over here. And so and in the meantime, God was speaking to a man named Cornelius over here. And Cornelius had a worship spirit. And he wanted the, and he wanted the full manifestation. As a matter of fact, he had a giving spirit also. And so God said, listen, Cornelius, I got a blessing for you. And I got a blessing for you. And if Peter would have just stayed on the other side, you, you, you would have missed out. So many times we give up on God because God doesn't perform the miracle first time. We say God ain't God. The enemy will start trying to question. Well, you didn't pray right. You didn't say the right thing. Uh, uh, what's wrong with you? You know how the enemy, you ain't powerful as you thought you were. You ain't anointed as you thought you were. You know, the enemy, he try to play these head games in you. And if you're not careful, you'll subscribe to this mentality and you'll give up on God. And God said, no, I'm still calling you to go back. And in, in many cases, it seems like a mission impossible. But I'm convinced because the word of God says, with God, all things are what? <laughs> so to you, it may be mission impossible. Many times we probably need to go on some mission impossible things. Many times we, uh, we're not really exercising our faith. We're going to do things that we know how to do. What happened when God exposed you to some things that you have no idea, no blueprint, no God is trying to, I'm trying to expand you, but you, you still comfortable in where you at. God said, no, I'm calling you on a mission impossible so you can totally rely on me. Now, here we go. All right. Any questions about that? All right, let's go. Let's go a little deeper. Here we go. So breaking the spirit of Pharaoh and I put in parentheses stubbornness, pride and double mindedness. And so I I think it becomes very important as we look at the, the, how many plagues did God release? It's on your paper. 10. It's 10 plagues, right? It's 10 that he released. All right, you're good. We're good. All right. Now, as we begin to look at this, this type of, 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 of enemy, Pharaoh represented a stubborn spirit, a prideful spirit, and a double-minded spirit. Why is that important to you? Because many times when we're dealing with cycles in our life, Things have, that means things have been in your life for a long time. Things that have happened as a young child, where, where, where you develop personalities around it, you've developed habits. And so it becomes a stubborn thing. As a matter of fact, when the disciples couldn't cast out the spirit in, one of, in, a, in a young boy, they had to go back to Jesus. And Jesus told them, uh, he questioned their faith. Then he told them some of these things come out, but by fasting and praying. And so everything ain't broken just right away. And so it takes some time and some tenacity to go back and forth and, and, and perseverance to go so it can be broken off your life. If you give up the first time you'll quit 
And many times, this is what will happen. We'll succumb to whatever the struggle is because we didn't get the breakthrough that we thought we supposed to have when we lead the house of God. And God said, no, I'm, it, when you're dealing with this spirit of pride and stubbornness, I got to unleash my heaven on this situation so it could completely break. Uh, I hope I ain't too deep for y'all right now. So, so, and so the 10 plagues, right? And so as I was reading that and I was studying that, I was wondering, why did, why Pharaoh trip the way he tripped? God, God, God was whooping his butt. And he yet refused to let God's people go. And as I was just pointing the finger at Pharaoh and saying, man, Pharaoh, you really stubborn. Every time you turn around, God said, uh, uh, if you do this, uh, I'll do this. And Pharaoh said, uh, Moses, if you tell God to, to bring the, fly, the frogs off, I'll, I'll stop and I'll let the people go. And then God said, nope, that's, that's exactly what happens in, in, in my people's life. Because we do that. Watch this. So we'll say, God, I know I got a gambling problem. If you get me out of this situation, I'll stop. And we'll say, and we'll make a, we'll make a, a amends with God and we'll say, God, I'll stop. If you, if you deliver me from this right here, I'll stop. And then God will release his hand for a season and guess what happened? You'll go right back to it. I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens there. And so, and, and so, and so you, you'll have an anger problem and, and, and you done went off at work. And then that, next thing you know, you, you on your way to stand on the carpet and, and, and talk to the, to the man. And they telling you, you know, you, you might be terminated. Because you let your anger take over you. And you say, God, please help me. I won't do it again. And then God and then God said, okay, I'll give you your job back. And then you'll go right back and then be the same one with the same funky attitude. I know I ain't going to get too many amens right there. And so we adapt the same type of stronghold that operate in, 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 in Pharaoh is the same thing we'll operate in our lives. Where we'll keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until God said, okay, enough is enough. You've been hanging out in Egypt too long. It's time to get up and get out. And so the only way we can break that is this. First of all, and, and, and as God began to work with Moses, he, he, he began to talk to Moses in chapter 6 about who God is. And so when, 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 when Moses went back to God and began to tell God, why did you send me on this mission impossible job? Why did you send me here? It don't seem like I'm going to be any impact. Has anybody asked that? God, why am I here? Why did you send me to this job? Why did you send me to this person or why did you and it seemed like you making no ground and so he tell him and God began to tell him who he is and so it becomes important that we understand as we break this cycle of stubbornness and pride God said you got to know who I am and you got to know that our God is bigger than the cycle that's bigger than the Pharaoh that has you bound or that has your family or your child or your health or your finances bound another thing I want to point out to you is as you look at Aaron and Moses, this example of their interaction with God is a ideal blueprint on how prayer and heaven works. What I mean by that, stay with me right fast. We're going to get somewhere. So Moses and Aaron hears from God in a secret place. 
And God said, I want you to go tell, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And this is what I want you to do. And so in their quiet time, they heard from God. And so in my sanctified mind, I'm thinking, God, you all knowing, you all powerful. Why don't you go tell Pharaoh or why don't you just go release this upon Pharaoh? Right? It, it, I, I'm probably the only one to think like that. But I say, God, why didn't you just, you, you could have just sent down fire. But God said, no, 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 no. If you go back to Genesis, God said, I gave you dominion over the earth. And so what I want you to really understand is this right here. I'm going to tell you what to do, but I need you to release it on the earth. And as you get ready to move in line to release it, I'm standing at the door ready to perform it. If you get it, you will get the breakthrough. That's why the devil fights your prayer. Because if you're in a quiet place with God and you hear it and you begin to release what God says, God said, I'm standing right here ready to. You said, God, I, 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 matter of fact, God began to reveal it in, in, in the model prayer. He says, he says in the model prayer, he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? As it's where? In other words, it, 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 and give us this day our. And so in other words, if I go to you daily, God, what I'm, what I'm actually doing is going to you to hear from you. To communicate with you, not just to say, I need this, I need that, I need this and, and leave. No, 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 no. I need you to hear what God is saying and then you get to the place and you release it. And when you release it in the air, now you got heaven open. Oh. The devil don't ever want us to, if you get this right here, I'm telling you now, there's nothing that the devil can do to you. Because you begin to understand, if I'm in my secret place with God, God will not only reveal to me the heart of the enemy, he'll reveal to me the tactics. And so even if the enemy don't let my people go right then, God had already revealed to Moses what the enemy was going to do. But he needed a willing vessel to get here in the land and say, God, just as you said, be it so. Just as you said in my concerning my health, be it so. Just as you said concerning my marriage, be it so. And so you begin to declare God's word. And then when you declare God's word, it begins to unlock. God said, I gave you keys to the kingdom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so when you begin to access the kingdom, then that becomes a, a release from heaven. And so it's amazing that God wouldn't move on Egypt until Moses got in place. God said, I, many times, you waiting on me and I'm waiting on you. <laughs> you waiting on, God, I'm, I need you to move. I need you to move. God said, I need you to speak. I, as a matter of fact, I need you to come in the line with my word. He said, because if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven and heal the land. If my people... And so what we get messed up is we, we, when, 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 when we want to do it our way, we want God to perform. But when, but when, my God, but when we do it God's way, God said, I'm releasing now heaven. Uh, that's why I know you coming out. I've been praying for you. I've been, I've been praying for you. Come on. 
Come on, I've been praying. Not only that, I know we've been praying, but I'm telling you, God is trying to even raise another level of intercession in this house. Because when you get this revelation right here, I'm telling you, you begin to call on, you, you begin to, to, to bombard heaven with the things uh, the, the, for God to release the power of his kingdom upon the, uh, the kingdom of darkness against the spirits of Egypt that try to operate in people's lives. And God said, when you open your mouth, I'll respond. I'll respond. And every time he said, I need you, Moses, go over here, tell them what I said. Moses go there and then he'll do it and then God said okay perform yeah. that's it that's it honey manifest God said I'll manifest it you speak it and, and it's not a name it and claim it game so I don't want you to get caught up on that that religious stuff it's in a name it and claim it but when you've been on the back side of the mountain and you've been praying and God has been speaking to you in his word hallelujah the word becomes a vehicle that you can put your faith in to get you to the destination it will give you an expected end and God said I need some I need some vessels that will hear my voice and speak so many times we'll speak what we see versus what he say. Oh, y'all might need to hashtag that. Hallelujah. Many times we'll speak what we see versus what God says. And then what we get stuck at is this. We, we, uh, what we see and speaks louder than what God says. And so God said, I got to get you back to the word. Not a Wednesday and Sunday word only. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. We can't just live on a Wednesday. He said, give me this day what? My what? Oh, I need daily bread. Because as, a, as I get daily bread, I hear from God daily. And I got a current revelation from God. And then when I got a current revelation from God, he'll release. He will manifest. Oh, my God. And so, that's one of the powers that break this spirit of stubbornness. God said, I need you to, man I need you to speak my word. One thing I've come to realize, too, is that prayer is not always rudimentary where we sit down on our knees. The, a communication with God is, God, you speaking to me through your word. I'm in prayer. If, God, if I'm studying your word and you give me revelation, I'm in prayer because you're speaking to me. And that's communication. Oh, my God. And when I got communication lined up with God, I can say, God, according to your word, it says this. And if you, if you didn't mean for me to know it, God, why you put it in your word? But God, I, I, I hold you to your word. And he's not a man that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, so shall it be. Ah, he shall perform it. Glory to God. And so, my God. Yes, sir. Amen. The power of God is upon you tonight, sir. In John chapter 14, verse 12, it says, uh, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he also do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. The Holman Christian Standard Bible says, I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And he that he will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. And when you're talking about going tonight and we're talking about these works that, that Jesus, Jesus Christ did, it's not greater because of quant, quality, quality, it's greater because of quantity. 
and because we can't do any greater works and quality than Jesus Christ did, right? It is in quantity. He said, because I got to leave, because I'm not going to be here in the flesh anymore. I'm going to the Father. But if Oprah was here, you know, during the, the, Christ, the Christmas time frame, she'd say, you get a prize, you get a prize, you get a prize. What he's saying is you get the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost. Yes, you get the Holy sir. Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So when you go out, when I send you out, greater quality, quantity happens. That's why we got to go. We can't just sit here anymore because all of us with the power of God on the inside, the, the, the quantity shall be multiplied when we do what God says. Lord, come on, let's he, give God praise for he it. He said, yes, I sir. assure you of that. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. You get it. So I'm telling you, if you ain't got a Holy Ghost in here, tonight is your night. I'm telling you to receive it. And everybody else can leave. We'll be up in the altar we, so you can receive the Holy Ghost because it's power to those that believe. It ain't tied to a title. It ain't tied. God said, so if you believe on me, this is a gift that I'll give to you. Oh, my God. And so here it is. The power of prayer, right? Now, I, I got to move quicker because I got to get to this last part. All right. Now, here we go. And so in, in, in chapter 12, so we talked about God releasing his power. We talked about prayer. But there was another factor that breaks the spirit of stubbornness as God released these 10 plagues. And it was the blood. So what do I mean by that? And so it come down to the last and 10th plague, right? And so he's been stubborn. And he's been playing with, the, with God. As a matter of fact, if you read in the details, every time that uh, God pronounced judgment on him, Pharaoh will ask Moses to pray for him. <laughs> he'll, he'll say, pray for me. Ask God to release this pressure off me, then pray for me. See, this is the type of, these are these spirits that try to operate in your life that, 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 that say, listen, just leave me alone. Don't bother me. Just, just pray for me and then lead the land. Then I need you to lead the land. But see, but, but what I love about it is God said, I, I'm, I'm tired of this back and forth, this yo-yo type of thing that's really not causing you to progress in life, that's really got you still stuck in Egypt. And God said, now I got to release the blood. And that was the last part that was required in order for there to be a break. And so many times as we get ready to go and take communion on Sunday, many times we, you know, we take it out of formality, but we really lost the idea and the concept of how the, how the blood really works. And so we forget that there's power in the blood. We forget that there's redemptive power in the blood. That when the enemy comes up, and as a matter of fact, the scripture says that when they, when they laid the, 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 the blood upon the mantle and the doorpost on both sides, so you got to have your front and your back covered, okay? And when he, he said he landed, he said that when, 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 when the, when the uh, I paraphrase, he said when the deaf spirit came out, it looked for the blood. It didn't look for your title. It didn't look for how long you were saved. It didn't look for who your mom was, who your daddy was. But if the blood was applied, oh, if the blood was applied. And so God said, I'm telling you today, I'm applying the blood back to your life. If, you, if there's been a break in your life, God said, I'm applying the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood that when it hit the mercy seat, the seat, it, it, it split the veil. In other words, it caused there to be a rip. That there was no need for there to be a mediator or, or a priest to be no more. God said, now my, the blood was sufficient to meet the requirement for redemption. And so there was a blood being applied. The blood of Jesus. That's why when we plead the blood over every demon, if you're dealing with stuff in your mind, plead the blood. 
I apply the blood to my mind. I apply the blood to my children. I apply the blood to my finances because the enemy got to back off. Oh, I need you to really understand this, people of God. And many times we'll try to apply all kind of other stuff. Attitudes and frustration. God said, no, no, no. You need to apply the blood. You apply your friend's opinion, all these other things, and naysayers and haters. You apply what they say. God said, no, apply the blood. And when you apply the blood, it'll break. And so here it is. Oh, my God. So here it is. They apply the blood. The deaf spirit, the deaf angel came through, killed the firstborn. Pharaoh said, okay, I got to let you go now. And so Pharaoh he said, I can't hold you back. That's enough. Uh, get out. He kicked them out. As a matter of fact, just a plug in so you know, God, God only told them they're coming out. He said they're coming out with some substance. There's some things that you've been through in, the, in, 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 in Egypt, but God said, I'm not having you coming out empty handed. There's still some substance. And it's not always monetary. There's some substance that God said he'll provide for you that'll get you even into the next journey of your life. I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but as God said, I'm calling you to come out. Uh, I'm, I'm giving you favor with other people that ain't producing substance on your life. And so here it is. Okay. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm in, I got it. So coming out. Here it is. Pharaoh let him go. The Bible says, as a matter of fact, at midnight, God released. Y'all, if y'all write this down, y'all need to study, study midnight breakthroughs. The scripture talks a lot about midnight. Also, another thing I want you to write down really quick is that uh, Moses, whenever he went to visit Pharaoh, the Bible says early in the morning. On Saturday morning, I got up Saturday morning really early because I'm used to getting up. Guess what I start? I start praying in my house. Everybody sleep. I'm praying, pleading the blood because I'm the, even before the enemy can wake up and get activity in my life, I'm, I'm applying the blood to the, to the household. And the next thing you know, I'm telling you, uh, everybody woke up in a great mood. We out at the park walking around. It's, <laughs> you got to put this thing to work. Y'all with me? And so you got to understand it. And so here it is. They're getting ready to come out, right? And so. They're walking away from Egypt. And they're walking through the wilderness. Get the picture. So they, they're now free. But they ain't in the promised land. they free. But there was still a threat on their life. Many times, it seems like I feel free right here, but there's still a threat of... So what if somebody knew? What, what, if, what, if, what if it got out? The threat of what if? That's pursuing. And, and so they, they out of Egypt, but they're not where they're supposed to be already. And so the, the enemy sends wolf tickets. Yeah, if, if they really know that you used to steal, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. You, you know, the, the enemy, the enemy, he'll try to, and so you out, I'm delivered. I, I haven't stolen in three weeks or something. Y'all know what I mean. Uh, and then, but then the enemy will say, you, you remember when? He'll play the you remember when games with you. And so here it is. They're on the brink of getting out, right? Matter of fact, they had already came out, but they were not in the place of breakthrough. So many times 
We'll get happy and just shout right here and try to stay right here while we got us enemy continue to pursue. And we are afraid. As a matter of fact, we'll shout for a while, then we'll shut down. We'll shout or we seem like we got a breakthrough, then we'll shut down because this threat of the enemy. You know, whenever whenever you seem like you got a breakthrough on Sunday and you, the, the spirit of God fell really strong, as soon as you walk out the door, you got a text message from a guy or a girl that you like, I, I thought I was out, but they they pursuing me. Yeah, just when you said I'm putting down a cigarette and alcohol, then they, then you get an ad pop up on your phone talking about uh, 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 you, you know buy one carton get two free or something like that. And so the enemy trying to pursue. Oh y'all got to y'all got to get this. And so and so what happens is the enemy will trying to pursue. Then he'll have this thing that will try to that, that, that will that will produce a fear to operate in your life to keep you stuck. And so they get to this point. Y'all hear me now. Everybody turn with me to Exodus chapter 14. I need you to get this. And then I'm, I'm wrapping up and we're going to shout and we're going to thank God for bringing us out. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 and 16. I'm excited. What did I say? Exodus 14, 13 and 16, right? Okay. Look at your neighbor and say, blessings is in the details. So many times we'll know a story, but we miss the details. And the details will provide blessings and breakthrough for you. Okay, here we go. You ready? And then, and so up to this point right here, the, the Egyptians have now came up on the scene and the people of God were, are at the point of breakthrough. Okay, they, they, God told them that they're going to get a breakthrough, but there's threats that are on their lives. Threats. Threats, threats from the enemy, threats from your past. Okay, now, here it is. And it says, help me, Holy Ghost. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. So they start crying. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you when? Today. For the Egyptian who you see, have seen today, you shall see them when? No more more forever. 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 Now, I'm going to pause right here. So, oh, I got to get out of here. Okay, gosh. Pastor, this is good. So, a lot of times, this is what happens too, though. So, we, when we say we don't see it no more, you may not see it, but when your flesh desires something, you think you're back. But see, you got to understand, your flesh needs to be crucified daily. Because the flesh is always going to be craving the dead stuff. <laughs> But that's why you gotta, you can't let your flesh lead you. You gotta let your spirit lead you. All right, here we go. All right, now, last thing I wanna say is this right here. Verse 15. This is what God told Moses after he went to them crying about Egypt on his tail. This is God responding to your cry. And the Lord said unto Moses, Why are you crying to me? I'm paraphrasing. He said, Speak to the children. And tell them to do what? He said, I, I need you to speak to the people. Many of us have been stuck over here crying for this long. God said, no, it's time out to stop, to stop crying. You just got to go. Not go back. Because that's where they were trying to go. God said, I need you to go. We just talked about going. God said, I need you to go forward. Now, you remember that thing that Moses was working on the backside of the mountain that God was trying to work in the beginning states? It became important at this point because this was a key to unlocking the going. 
That's why God said you got to let me work with the things that are in your hand. Get rid of the excuses because when you get to a point in your life, that's going to be a point where you're going to need it in order for that to be a go to, in order to bring people out. And the last thing I'm going to say as we stand it all over the building is this right here. <laughs> Trouble got them to the water. Let me hear Let me say this again as you're standing all over. Trouble got them to the water. What do you mean by that, Elder? This whole situation, this Idris situation, was a setup by God to not only crush the Egyptian, but this was really a symbol of the baptism of God where your old man, your old past that was pursuing you, you just got to get it to the water. God said, you just got to get it to the water. You, 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 you just got to get it. You just got to get it to that place. Where, and, 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 and two people went in. But the new you came out. God said, listen, you've gotten to this point in your life. And it seems like there's a wall. And God said, I need you to go forward. Because when you get in the water, it may not touch you. But your old man going to die. Your old man going to die in the water. And a new man is coming out. Oh, my God. What is God saying? Get to the water. If I would have known this, what I've known way back when I got baptized, I, was, I, I would get baptized every month. But the power of getting the symbolism of the death, burial, resurrection... I said, I, I had to get eat. I had to get this stronghold that's been trying to get you. I need you to get that to the water. And, and when they got it to the water, it was no more. They destroyed it. God destroyed it. And God said, that's the case for your life even this day. That as you allow him to push you and drive you and get you to the place, hallelujah, where the water where there's a breakthrough, God said, I will allow that old man to be destroyed in the water. And I'll cause there to be a new man to come out. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for it. So we got to go out. We got to go. And so we got to go. I'm sorry. It took a little while, but I tell you what. I believe God tonight is desiring for there to be a complete breakthrough. And so I'm going to pray, amen, before I hand it over to the apostle. And then uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here. But I tell you what, get it to the water. If I was you, I would get in my mind the, the moment where the, 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 the demoniac, when Jesus showed up on him and he was crying out, that was symbolic. And then what happened when the pigs came out? What did they went to? <sighs> they destroyed him in the water. Oh, my God, the water, the outpouring, the freshen. God said, I'm calling a new fresh rain to be released upon the place. You got to get this revelation. We got to get off just eating a bunch of milk. God said, I got, I got some meat for you. My God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise your name, oh God, right now for who you are. We thank you, oh God, for you are God, oh God, that sits on high, that you are God that hear the cries of your people. We thank you that you are God, not only hear the cries, but you come down personally to perform, hallelujah, deliverance. You come personally to drive us out of the land of Egypt. And so, God, we submit unto you on today in the name of Jesus, oh God. We will not let pride and stubbornness and double mindedness drag us along any longer. 
We thank you now, oh God, that you're breaking the hand of the taskmaster off of our lives, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that we come out of alignment with the works of darkness. Oh, no, no longer shall we allow the enemy to wreak havoc in our homes and our lives. We repent of every secret sin, every hidden places where the enemy has had domain. We shed the light of Christ upon that area in the name of Jesus. And we declare right now, oh God, that God, that you are calling us to come to a place of water. We thank you that the blood still works. We thank you, oh God, that hallelujah, the power of intercession. We will unlock our lips in this place and we will speak what you said, oh God, concerning our situation that you said we come that we have life and have it more abundantly. We speak life over every area of our lives. No more excuses, oh God. We come out of the excuse realm. We move into the active realm. I call this environment active, oh God. No longer shall we sit on the sidelines, oh God, and listen to pity parties. But I thank you for the mantle of going in the name of Jesus. We even thank you now for a new higher level of awareness, oh God, for the people that you've assigned to us. We declare in the name of Jesus that there's a greater quality, or excuse me, a greater quantity that is being released upon this house in the name of Jesus. And so we pray right now, oh God, that God, there is a great awakening in us, oh God, that we shall hear your voice and another we shall not follow. And we thank you that you're calling us to go to a new land that are flowing with milk and honey. And so we bless your name, oh God. That you are God that not only calls us out, but you are God that delivers and paves the way for us. And so we found refuge in your word and in your will. We bless you now, oh God. And we give your name glory. As we respond to your word, oh God, we will go forward. In the name of Jesus, we will go forward. We break every shackle that hinders us. We'll go forward. Every doubt, we'll go forward. Every fear, we'll go forward. Every frustration, we'll go forward. Hallelujah. Every, every spirit of division, we break it off our lives and we declare we're moving forward. In the name of Jesus. And we receive the great mantle where you commanded to us to go into the highways and the byways and compel to tell people about a savior whose name is Jesus Christ. And we bless your holy name right now in Jesus' name. Come on, people of God. Let's give God praise for it. Come on, people of God. We can do better than that. God has brought you out. God has brought you out.